All righty. Welcome to episode 57 of the Dare to Dream podcast. My name is Vincent Van Patten. And my name is Gregory Russell Benedict. And this is a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of life and who dare to dream big. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Shabnam Ferdosi. And to be honest, we're just meeting right now. So we're going to get to know each other. Shab, do you prefer Shab? Just tell us, you know. Yeah, how to, honestly, uh... <laughs> it's just much easier. I go by Shab now. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Shab, welcome to the show. It's a uh, so I pretty much stumbled upon your work on Medium, uh, the writing platform where we both obviously write. Greg does as well, and I saw that you were you're living in Paris, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct for now. Yes. Gotcha. So you're in Paris currently, and I came across one of your your articles, um, and I saw your travel photography. I'm like. Okay, this we're on the same wavelength here. I, <laughs> I love to write and trap like do photography and, and travel. Clearly, you do as well. And um did a little bit of digging and we kind of realized that we're on very similar paths. And uh so tell me a little bit about just what what you're doing. Um we'll start there. Yeah. Thanks for having me, first of all. This is really cool and fun. And I honestly like hadn't set up my laptop or any of this until maybe like five minutes ago so it feels really great to just jump into this that's what we're doing um i i'm in paris um right now and normally i'm based in los angeles i'm in paris for many different reasons but long story short i burnt out from la and a lot of different projects i was working on last year and just life in general and the best thing that I know how to do to help that kind of a situation is normally skip town, go somewhere for an extended period of time, not go on vacation, not go on a trip, but be somewhere else. And I've au paired before. I've lived abroad in, you know, within the three month span that you're allowed to as a tourist. And so I decided this feels like the right time to do something like that again. So. I found a family online to au pair with, um, which allotted me a free place to stay in Paris. And I booked my flight. I got to Paris. Another long story short is that that was crazy. <laughs> um, the family ended up being a little cuckoo. And that is not an uncommon story for an au pair, but I really thought I could handle it. You know, I'm 29. I'm not like 20. I'm not like a young kid who doesn't have a lot of life experience. I really thought I could take it, but turns out I couldn't. So left the family two weeks in and now I am just in Paris trying to live, trying to meet people, work on my own projects, kind of figure out what the heck I'm doing um, in the immediate and more long-term future, just because I basically feel like I've flipped my life on its head and I don't really know what's coming. So yeah, a lot of introspection, a lot of writing, mm -hmm. um, a lot of, um, yeah, both of well, those things. Well, you are amongst good company. <laughs> we have both <laughs> flipped our lives on their heads multiple times. And so in preparation for this, Vinny was reading me your guys's email correspondence, and he was telling me more and more about you. And I looked at Vinny and I said, Vinny, are we, are we interviewing you? Like Dude. you guys, 
have such a similar path are interested in a lot of the same things. And it's just yeah. so cool that we can, you know, jump on this podcast. You're in Paris, totally. we're in San Diego and just connect with like-minded people all over the world. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I've been like, I've been like having weird um, feelings about the internet or like I was having a lot of weird feelings about social media over the fall and winter, but just kind of snapped out of it and started wanting to kind of use Instagram and just the social media the way I used to, which is to meet people. And I made so many friends in the past and it's been really cool to reapproach it with that kind of mindset, just especially since I'm in a new place. It's really the main way we I'm able to connect with people so instantly. You know, I made friends in Paris through just Instagram um, and now like all over the world through medium and um just the internet in general there's like there's definitely really cool things um that can be like taken advantage of here yeah for sure and definitely going to dive into that the the benefits and the pitfalls maybe of social media yeah Um, because i totally agree that it can be such a positive thing and just moving into this next story you know coming out of this covid and this difficult time um I think we have to be the stewards of, of the technology. Like it could either kind of control us or we could be like, okay, like what, what, what are we really trying to do here? And mm-hmm. we have to actually make it happen and be conscious about it and, right. and use it to connect to people. Cause like, it can be so much fun. And that's like, but obviously when we start comparing and everything, that's when it gets difficult, but I would love to know. Um, so right now, well, I don't know about right now, but just about, about Gusto, your digital magazine. Yes. How's yeah. that going so far? <laughs> it's cool. I mean, say Gusto. Um, gusto. I'll, I'm calling it, I mean, it's Gusto. When you pronounce it in English, it's Gusto. Um, mostly because like that's the that's the first definition I'm going with. Um, gusto in English means vigor and to do something enthusiastically. And then also, you know, it also means taste and flavor and you, know, you can also use it in Spanish and I think Portuguese, but um, the idea, I mean, it's not innovative. It's a culture magazine where I want that I want to use as a platform to be able to um, highlight other people, other creative people, other people who are doing different things that I find interesting, using it as a place where I can try my hand at writing in a different way, writing about the world, writing about other people versus writing about just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um yeah just something I've been thinking about for a while and I you know it's some it's similar to something I've done before I used to run a music blog that was kind of how I got into the music industry and music scene started a music blog in college which led me to going out to shows and meeting a lot of bands and shooting a lot of bands and then that led me to throwing shows that led me to all kinds of different things And like looking back through my 20s, that's how I made like 99% of the life that I had was this thing that I created that let like let me experiment across different platforms and in real life and let me meet people all over the world. Um, I at a certain point through the process of running the blog, I started bringing the blog with me when I was traveling on trips and whatnot. And then I would meet bands wherever I went. And in my introspection, the past few months, I realized that that's something that I want to keep taking with me. And especially now being in this new city and continuing to think about 
trying to be more mobile and moving to different, like leaving LA and moving elsewhere, Mm -hmm. thinking about how I've connected with people in the past and how I've built community in the past. And it's not, I don't want to recreate exactly what I just did. I don't want it to be music centric, but there are so many big picture ideas of what I just did that I'm craving again and I want to continue but in a more broad, in a broader sense, which is why I'm calling it a culture magazine. I'm not calling it a blog. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Start with the digital magazine and I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's awesome. I love the first few articles that um, you've written and I love the idea of writing about other people instead of just writing about you because yeah, I, I mean, I haven't written much about like the world and about other people, but it's definitely something that I'm very interested in and with mm-hmm. travel kind of goes hand in hand and yeah. about, about learning about new places. And so that's very inspiring. And have you already done a, uh, a podcast episode? Do it. Yeah. I just have one, nice. um, which is just me talking about how it's taking me so long to start the podcast. <laughs> well, I think that's a, I think we got to dive into that next because so it's start before you're ready. And that yeah. was your last newsletter was about that as well. And mm-hmm. we are, we are big proponents of starting before you're ready. Oh yeah. Just getting the ball rolling. So totally. if you could just expound on that a little bit, just what yeah, is sure. like, I mean, the fear that holds you back and everything. And yeah. Um, I mean, like everything I've done ever has been without much thought, without much foresight, without much long-term planning. And that, there was definitely a moment in my life where I um, wasn't super proud of that fact. You know, I would see other people around me planning before they would embark on any kind of thing. They had a big picture idea for what they wanted, whereas I was constantly starting new things and constantly going after the things that I found interesting without much foresight. Maybe the project never lasted that long, but I still started it anyway. And it took me a while to um, to be okay with all of this and just accept that this is the kind of person that I am. And at the end of the day, like, okay, maybe like the random thing that I started in 2015 that lasted three months didn't exactly last five years or make me a lot of money at all, but it was a really fun thing that I did in my life and still adds to the overall experience of living my life. Like, um and in you know thinking I've been thinking about my 20s a lot I'm turning 30 in June so naturally been thinking about everything um but realizing that the way I've been approaching um everything I've been approaching the past 10 years which is just like you know I I feel like starting a music blog because I want to meet more bands and so I did that just naturally led me to wanting to throw shows because I wanted to help bands in a more like in-depth way, which naturally led me to taking photos of bands at shows, you know, just like everything naturally led me to something different or just, or even just further in-depth into whatever the thing that I was doing. Um, And as a consequence, I've just lived a lot of life um, and I can't regret any of that. and I also just have to accept that like by now, by 29, like I'm not going to change <laughs> and I don't, I am okay with it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. <laughs> um, it's not like I haven't been brushing my teeth for 10 years. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Start there, brush your teeth and uh, you're on your way. But yeah. 
Um, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a great mentality. Like, I don't know what I, what I read in recently, but the best thing we could do is like to start the thing, to put it out there before you're ready and then get actual feedback from the world. And that's exactly. how you start iterating yeah. and changing instead of waiting until the thing is like perfectly polished before you get it out there. Totally. And then, so, yeah, I, mean, I can, I can like kind of expand on that too. Please. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but I started a pizza business during COVID. I did um, a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, you know, a pizza pop-up, um, that I started from my home. Like so many people were doing during COVID. Um, but it started from my house. I was selling to maybe like 15 friends on a Sunday and a year later it grew to like a hundred pizzas in a two hour period on a restaurant patio. Um, but the thing is like the thing that I'm going to take from that one year long experience that I might not go back to is that I needed those first few months of selling to my friends and experimenting in my kitchen before I hit the streets literally and also figuratively to test my product, to test people's reactions, to test my operations. Like all of that was so important for the next phase, which was like then targeting like people that are not my friends Mm -hmm. and hitting the public. Yeah. And I think to tie that back into what you were talking about just before this is the pizza business might not be the end all be all, but your experience in that and the lessons you learn from that are what's going to give you the experience and the fuel and the inspiration to do whatever it is you're doing down the road. And, oh, there's a really famous quote, something along the lines of you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. And that's, that's when you'll look back on your life and you'll be like, oh, this, this, this thing that I did that seemed to not tie in, it was actually like a a central building block that I needed to have this experience before I could move on to the Mm -hmm. next level. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah. All about that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, kind of mentioned you're from LA, but just get a little background, get acquainted. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Born and raised in LA. Um, my parents are Iranian, so I spent my summers going back to Iran. All our family is still there. I went to a French immersion school my whole life until the end of 12th grade. And what that means and what that looks like is basically all my schooling up in from like kindergarten to 12th grade was in French, but also it followed the French curriculum. So I really might as well have gone to school in France. I just happened to be in Culver City. Um, Interchangeable. And (laughs) I always wanted to leave LA and I never did. And I ended up staying in LA for school, for college. I studied theater and art um, without much idea of what was gonna happen after, um, like most 18 year olds. And then I graduated in 2014 and I still didn't know what was gonna happen. I just knew that I wanted to leave LA. And I remember like distinct like thoughts that I was having during that time when I decided not to get a, like even look for jobs because that was going to keep me in LA. And I also remember wanting to be able to go to Iran the summer after, which is interesting to think about because like, I had no like career or, you know, other creative aspirations. The only aspirations I had were leave LA and be able to travel, which is interesting because that's still where my head is at, like 10 years or whatever 
eight years later. Um, but anyway, um, I had already started my music blog. So in the meantime, while I, while I figured out how to leave LA and do all those things that I wanted to, I just continued doing my music blog. I started meeting more bands, going out to shows and like, you know, just was deep in the scene. And then all of a sudden I kind of forgot that I wanted to leave, um, which I don't take, like, I don't regret any of that um, because it was all so fun. <laughs> um, I can't complain, um, but um, yeah, that was pretty much my life for the past eight years was really deep in the music scene, doing all kinds of different things until I started my own uh, making my own music. Um, and that was kind of a turning point in a, the direction that I was going because that was not what I was planning on doing. Um, and I was not even like, I was not a musician. I just started, that was something else that I just started because I was interested mm -hmm. and everyone around me was a musician. And I, you know, I played the guitar, but like not well, um, <laughs> just well enough to write with four chords. Um, but again, all my friends were musicians, so it was super easy to just find some people to play with and record with. And so 2016, um, I was 24. I like played my first show and recorded my first band, all with our first song and bought an electric guitar, all within a span of like a few months. Um, and I didn't even love it, honestly. I did, didn't wasn't even having a great time, but I just was doing it because everyone around me was doing it and I continued doing it until I started to like it um, and we went on our first tour in 2018 and that's when I started connecting with people outside of just my friends and people outside of my network started listening to my music and so obviously um, the part that started like grabbing my attention was when I started connecting with people and building community and that's kind of where I left off right before COVID where I was about to go like to do a big tour and put out our first album. Um, and then COVID happened and then I put out our first album and um, through a series of events, I lost all my band members and my manager and the album that came out in April, 2020 kind of like vanished into thin air. Um, and that's where pizza came in. Mm, a natural yeah. transition from music <laughs> yeah, to pizza. Yeah. And there. So yeah. what I'm what I'm wondering, what I'm curious about is what is one of the biggest lessons or some of the takeaways from that chapter of your life? Yeah. Um honestly, um the people like people are so important and community is so important. That's honestly the biggest takeaway, I think, through all of this. Um, and I realize that's kind of also where gusto comes in, um, into play in that I've, and I've known this about myself and I've been very aware of it, but I've been wondering if maybe um, like people have been too important to me as far as the part of the creative process. Like I don't care about practicing guitar. And I didn't care so much about um, the like details of the pizza business and powering through to the very end so that I can grow this business. I cared more about throwing an event and I cared more about collaborating with other chefs and I cared more about, you know, hiring a team and I cared more about 
touring, even if it didn't make me a lot of money, but because we were able to meet cool people. Um, and like, there's no, like, there's no better or like, I mean, there's no like better reason or man, I'm trying to like find my words, but um, basically I see people like in those scenarios, I look at my peers and they're focused on the craft and they're focused on the product. And you have to be, to pursue a creative thing, you have to be focused on the thing that you're creating. But I've never been, and that's okay. But I think that's where I like need, need to and want to start making the differentiation and like see what happens if I lean in to what I already know now, which is if people are, the most important thing well what does that mean now like I can continue being a creative person who's, who's like pursuing these creative art forms but what can happen if I focus my creative energy on people and that's where gusto has come into play now mm -hmm. um I don't know if any of that made any sense <laughs> for sure um so it must've been difficult to, I'm just curious about what was the, the point that was where it's like, okay, I can't. Cause like you said, in our email correspondence, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like you had to stop living somebody else's dream and like finally kind of take, take that leap. What was that kind of um, the, the final straw moment for you? And, and how'd you get the courage to do it? Honestly, we're in it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. um we're in it right now this is all like very new realizations and revelations and part of me even like triple doubts and questions it because I'm having these revelations here right now while I'm like across the planet living alone in Paris away from my community and away from these things that I was doing but I don't think, I don't think they're um, invalid. Like, I think they're valid. I think they're valid because I've been feeling this like for the past couple years. And I feel like it's more as if I've been fighting it. And it's not just a cause of the times. I think it's just the natural progression of things. I think it's just naturally what is happening because I've been so removed is that like all these like um, desires that I've had underneath the surface are just coming back to the surface. And I always knew, you know, I always knew that um, I'm not gonna be touring for the rest of my life. I always knew that, um, you know, I see my peers who've been making music for 20 years, like I can see the difference. I'm not blind to it, um, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm still in it. Um, yeah. I when I get back to LA in March, I'm gonna have a couple months of very like heated music moments or music months. Um, but I do think that whatever's coming next is just the natural next step of what I'm feeling, and I have to trust that. I think that's. I think I also wrote that in the emails. I have to honor it. Like I just have to trust my gut here and keep rolling with it because there's no point in um triple doubting um the feelings because the feelings are there um and if they change well okay maybe i'll play a show and remember that like i love playing shows i don't know but i i think i do know 
yeah. think it's cool that, that you said, um, like when you were just out of college that you, the only things you really knew is you wanted to leave LA and you wanted to travel. And then 10 years later, nothing's changed. And that just resonates with me. Like I've, you know, outside of school. So I studied journalism. Um, we went to, we both went to Cal Poly. That's where we, mm-hmm. that's where we met. And, <laughs> where we fell in love. <laughs> and, um, so studied journalism kind of just like similar with you. I, I never, um, I never even wrote a journalism paper in high school, but I just kind of took journalism on a whim because I did the high school broadcast. So I mm-hmm. thought that I might want to do broadcasting in college, realized that I did not want to do broadcasting. I also hated writing the news. Gosh. <laughs> like, okay. Like what, what am I going to do? But started blogging on medium after school and realized that like, you know, I was getting the small, just little, like from traveling, I realized I, I love travel writing and I just love to travel in general. And, um, like what you were saying, it's not like a, a vacation. Like I yeah. just love to like be in the place and kind of just living and observing life in a new mm-hmm. place. I love cold weather travel. And when yeah. people like, like the, go to the kind of places, people are like, well, why are you here? You know, <laughs> I feel like you probably the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of got those, you know, initial hints of what I might want to do with life. Just, just from that, like that feeling of this is actually exciting to me. And maybe I could follow it, but still, I didn't know what to make of that and went to trying different careers like um, real estate and interior design, worked at like clothing stores and, um, but yeah, still chasing that thing. And it's encouraging and inspiring just to, and just, I think it's something we could all think about. It's like, maybe I'm not going to be very different in, in five years or even 50 years. And maybe it's time to start following that, just that mm, intuition of like something totally. that you truly like, even if we can't put it into career terms, like if you know something generally excites you, like you, it's collaborating and it's being around with people and, you know, it's not going to be a clear path to like, this is okay. So this is exactly what you should do to get to this point. But I don't know. I think there's something there to like following a feeling mm-hmm, and realizing totally. that that's who you are. In a way. Yeah. It's interesting because um, before I got here um, and in my whatever existential crisis uh, <laughs> over the fall, I kept asking the question and trying to answer the question, is a city enough? And I was trying to ask the question, like, is a city just the simple curiosity of a city enough to leave a community? that was like the dichotomy that I was trying Mm. to answer. Like, and that's been like the problem the past like eight years is like my whole life and my whole community is in LA. And that's like really why I've been here, been there. And to leave, to go pursue a different city felt like, hopefully ignore that sound. Uh, To pursue a city felt like I was inherently saying that I am going to ditch my community. And I was wondering and actually answer um, the question, is a city just for the sake of a city enough? Whereas when I got here and I started, um, you know, I read some books and like had some great introspection um, and journaling, um, realized that I'm not, that's not even the question I should have been asking. The question is almost not even a question, but is curiosity enough? And yes, it is. I mean, if something is calling your name, shouldn't you go? 
Um, no matter what it is like it doesn't mean I'm leaving my community that's almost it's not even a question it's two different things that is incredible um yeah I mean totally following your curiosity I think is like the the greatest gift that we could give ourselves (laughs) like what else what are the what are the choice do we have if we truly want to find what what lights us up inside other than your curiosity it's like if you're interested in something that's something that you can't explain calling you from the unknown and saying, mm-hmm. come check it out. Let's <laughs> see what we can yeah. do here. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel, feel that fear of, I have my whole community here. Like, what would they think if I, if I just, if I just leave Left them? Yeah. And how, how have you dealt with that? Leaving friends and. I mean, meeting friends or leaving friends, leaving, leaving friends. Well, honestly, like again, we're in it because this is just a three month trip. That's true. So, and I, um, when I left and I do this often too, you know, I was, um, I was in Italy for three months, a year, uh, four years ago, I was in Ireland for three months, two years before that. And in between all of these things, I might leave for two weeks to go on like a family trip. Cause that's what my family likes to do. Um, and I'll go to Iran. Like people are used to me just leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been thinking about that a lot though. And that also ties into a lot of my um, like musings on ego that I've been having because I've been thinking a lot about now, you know, I'm two months in almost and I'm getting really close to kind of concluding (laughs) that I really wanna come back and I want to start working towards moving to Europe which is what I wanted to do 20 years ago, whatever, but never did and now that I'm here and removed from everything and just living it feels really right to start working towards that goal but so just to say that like no one really knows that yet (laughs) and I'm already thinking about what's gonna happen when I go back to LA in March and people start asking me questions and I have to start answering them and I catch myself thinking those things because who cares? Like, who cares what people say? Why am I even worried that I'm going to have to explain myself that I have to leave? Like, you know, um, and that's just my ego. No, I, uh, I totally feel you on that. And I agree. And it's, that is a tough thing to get over. Like, who am I to, to think that I deserve even to go after this thing or even just to try something new and like I have yeah. something something that works here or maybe it doesn't work but at least I have something here and that's like the, the scariest thing um I need to jump in please yeah <laughs> <laughs> this conversation I just appreciate this conversation so much and your willingness and your vulnerability to just say that it's happening right now like these answers are yeah. <laughs> formulating as we talk yeah. about them I want to go back to is curiosity enough yeah. And I think it is because in my own life, I've had that experience where, as Vinny was just mentioning, everything's good. Everything's fine. Do I deserve to blow up my life mm-hmm. and blow up relationships and go try something new just because yeah. I feel like it? And right. it's that, as Vinny said, it's that voice that's calling you from the unknown. It's whispering to you, <laughs> inviting you to come on in and see, see that the water's yeah. fine. And it's it's tough. It's it's really tough because you're worried about what other people are going to think. You're worried about relationships that might end. But I think that it's it's our it's almost our duty in life 
to just mm-hmm. say yes to that and and heed the call to adventure because that's where we really step into who we're meant to be and meet the people who we're supposed to interact with. And the fact that you're, I love the language you used, the triple doubt, the questioning yeah. everything. I think that's a sign that you are on the right path. Yeah, and that that's exactly you. where you're supposed to be. I yeah, think I mean, there's also, um, I mean, we're talking about like, um, who am I, like, why do I, who am I to deserve to follow my gut and like to, to go pursue this calling or whatever. But also like what I've been thinking of, thinking of as far as um, leaving people behind and people being worried and uh, whatnot is like, who am I to even like, like, do I think I'm so important that people are going to be even batting an eye that I'm leaving? Like, that's what I'm talking about when I say it's my ego. And it's like, that's a lot of what I've been like, kind of working through the past couple months. Honestly, the past few months is um, my ego and like how prevalent it is in LA and like the life I've built there and who I am there and what people think of me, but then also what I think other people think of me. <laughs> exactly. What's the, what's the line? I am not what I am, what I think you think I think I am <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Like that. Cause so like, I am what I think you think I think I am. I don't think that makes sense. But Whoa. yeah, yeah whatever. No, but yeah. I get what you're saying that it's like oh, everyone's gonna I can't I can't leave I can't leave them because they'll miss me. It's like, oh okay. I mean, when it actually happened, it's probably be like, I mean, if they're good friends, they'll just be happy for you. Exactly. And yeah. that's kind of the end of it. And it's gonna turn into a beautiful yeah. new adventure. Um totally. But totally. Yeah, I mean, it's it should be exciting. So how is Paris right now? I'd just love to know that. <laughs> Paris is great. I mean, um, another like big thing about, I can't can't even believe you haven't even talked about it, (laughs) but it's good that we haven't. Um, I'm legally blind. Okay. So, which means that I don't have a driver's license, which honestly is kind of like the biggest part of this whole story. I can't believe I left it out because that's, what's been the hardest part about living in LA has been not driving. And it's been the part that like every maybe other month, the past nine, well, the past like 29 years, every other month, I'll have like a great streak of like being able to live. And then a few things happen and it gets really hard. And it's in those moments that I really want to leave. Um, but, but Paris, I mean, it's Paris. It's a metropolitan city. There's like 20 supermarkets within a five second walking distance. Every neighborhood has a pharmacy. Every neighborhood has a bakery. Every neighborhood has everything you need and you don't need to drive. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I've been here, I got here December 1st. Right now it's like, I don't know, January 18th or something. Um, I haven't even thought about how am I going to live? Like that's, even, that's like the phrasing I've been using is I'm not even thinking about living I'm just living and that's the difference between LA and probably so many other cities is that I am constantly thinking about how to just live how to get from one place to the other how to run some kind of errand how to meet up with this person how to do that how to do that there's always a question of how it's not that straightforward um and that was a big part of why I wanted to specifically come to Paris, which is a big metropolitan city because um, of all the places I've been, like done stints living abroad and whatnot, 
they've all been small towns like big towns small cities Mm -hmm. so they've never had a robust um transport system because you could just walk everywhere but i also left those places knowing i'm never going to live there but i wanted a place finally for like three good months that's a city and see what it feels like to live um and i'm six weeks in now i'm trying to figure out how to move here so um yeah that's how paris is going (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Well, I mean, I don't know much about being legally blind. I don't know if Greg does either, but if you could just describe what that's like, it, I mean, can you see Yeah, I mean, the thing I I just found out like a couple months ago is that blindness is actually a spectrum, obviously, but I didn't realize that it's actually like a numbered spectrum. My vision is 2200, which is at the very top of the spectrum, like right below the threshold of being sighted, you have 2200 that's where I am and then all the way down you've got totally blind so I'm in a very confusing place and it which makes sense because it's it is confusing I'm always confused people are confused because you can't tell that I'm blind I don't need anything to help me walk I don't wear glasses because I have a weird condition um, that doesn't is not correctable with glasses and so it's very easy to, um, it's very easy to just, you know, not know what I need because you can't tell. Um, and so over the past like 10 years, I've started getting better at trying to talk about it more in trying to help people understand, um, what I need from the people around me. And so the way though I describe my vision, I'm super nearsighted and glasses don't help, but to describe it, um, in terms of photography, if you look into your camera lens and you turn the focus dial just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit to the point where everything is just kind of out of focus, that's how I see all the time. So it's not like everything is one giant huge blur of colors. The only reason I'm legally blind is that was because of my weird condition that makes it not correctable with glasses, meaning I'm constantly in that state of kind of out of focus and therefore I can't drive and I can't do so many things. I mean, it's, I was just thinking about this today, um, like trying to come up with witty ways to talk, like call it, it's like, I'm barely blind. That's basically what it is. I'm barely blind, but blind enough where it hinders me from doing so many things. yeah it affects i mean everything um i don't read books i read on my ipad i can't have a hard time seeing people's faces um school was rough because i didn't find out what this condition even was until i was 17. so from ages 11 to 17 i couldn't see the board from the front row of class but doctors couldn't figure out what it was classic story where doctors didn't believe me. They said I should go see a psychologist. I went to Eastern medicine guru who told me to put leeches behind my ear. Um, and oh. then eventually when I was 17, figured out what it was. <laughs> how has that, this legal blindness, how has it shaped how shaped or influenced how you interact with people? Um, well, I mean, it's definitely shaped and influenced who I am as a person, just in general, you know, like I thought about this a lot. Um, you know, it was my, like ages 11 to 17 are extremely formative. And from ages 11 to 17, 
I kept going to doctors who didn't believe me, but I never, like, I just kept pivoting. I kept pivoting. I kept powering through until we finally figured out what it was, um, thus gaining confidence that, you know, trust myself, there is something wrong with me. And just ever since then, it's always been a, like, back and forth between trying something, oh, it doesn't work, pivot, because there's no time, like, you just have to keep rolling. Like, um, you know, um, yeah, I started off as an art major, and one of the required courses was drawing 101. I couldn't draw, a, you know, a vase of flowers that was five feet away from my eyes. So the only thing you can do is pivot. You go and you ask for help and you change your classes. And like, so basically like college, I would say 17 to 23 was also like the second phase of learning how to deal with it in the real world. But now that I knew what the problem was, I can ask for help. I can ask for what I need. Um, and then and then once I graduated from college, that was a whole different beast because then I had to enter the wor the working force, which is has been so, so, so hard. Um, I say that I've been severely underemployed the past like eight years. Um, it hasn't been easy, but I think that's also why I drill myself so hard into all my creative projects healthily but probably a little unhealthily maybe because I'm trying to prove something to myself that um you know I too can play the game of life <laughs> um but sorry to go back to your question how do I interact with people I mean I interact again you can't tell you probably can't tell but the difference will be for example if you're coming up to me from like 10 feet away and you say hi to me I might not know if it's in a context where I'm not expecting you, I probably won't know who you are. Um, and so it's been um, like my whole life has been like people enthusiastically coming to say hi, me giving like a very lukewarm like hey back and them having to like say who they are. And if they know about my condition, that's what's become really cool is that like people who know immediately just say, hey, Shep, it's me, Mike, um, which is awesome and that's what I know like those are like the true people in my life um and then the rest you know it just comes with time but that's mainly how it affects um yeah the way I literally interact with people mm, I appreciate you sharing that yeah for sure and you never know like I mean so I I've been kind of battling with a back injury that's in, in the same vein like just very confusing because it's not like um, like I'm, I'm fully like injured and this is what I have to do for three years to get to recover. And like, I'll be back. Mm -hmm. And then it's also like, I can do just enough where like, I kind of just keep testing myself. So it's in that kind of lukewarm phase too, mm -hmm. which is extremely frustrating for the last five years. Obviously it's nothing compared to my entire life. Like, like you, but, but yeah, so totally get what you're saying, but you never know. Maybe like, that's the reason why you left LA to go to Paris because you needed to find a place where you could, you know, pursue life in the way that you need to pursue it. And I yeah. kind of take that message myself. Like it's definitely made me go deeper into to writing and to other things of just questioning and having a unique perspective of, of the world. So I'm just saying, have I'm sure you do, but have faith that, you know, everything is happening for a reason. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. It is a journey yeah. for sure. Well, 
I mean, just to, if you don't mind, like talking about your back, like, is there really? like a solution for it or is it just chronically going to be um, painful? I mean, so I think I'm <laughs> Vinny's seen every doctor west of the Mississippi. Yeah. There's no straightforward answer there. Um, okay. If I went to a new acupuncture or relatively new acupuncturist yesterday um, and my mom is, is taking up arms. She's really helping me out a lot with it. And I, you know, I have faith that it's happening for a reason and there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Those are yeah. all very, just kind of wishy-washy <laughs> answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all I got. Cause I, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, sometimes it's the best we can do. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, st- I mean, just the, I appreciate the fact that you, you laugh through it and you got to have a sense of humor about it all. But I'd love to notice what, um, what's the next steps looking like for you, like living in Paris and um, yeah, what, what's going on? Yeah, honestly, it's going to be a really um, insane um, the year. Um, the way I've been thinking about it is like as insane as the past six months were, the past six months kind of were the unraveling of everything. And now the next six months to a year are going to be as crazy, but I am going to direct the craziness and hopefully try to ravel everything. Um, but that's going to be really hard. Um, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of hard decisions I am going to be making. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, a year ago, I thought that like, I am done moving around. You know, I moved three times during COVID in LA and I was like, I'm done moving around. I am done traveling. I'm just going to like do one thing. I'm going to do the pizza business. And by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be so settled into whatever life. But I then realized that 30 isn't a year. um, And now I'm like, absolutely not. Am I going to be settled anywhere in June? Like, I don't even want to be because I have so much left to to figure out here so what the what is the future going to look like I have absolutely no idea but there are things I do know for sure is that when I go back to LA I'm not signing a lease I'm going to crash at my parents house (laughs) and I will crash there until I need to figure out um, what the next steps are and I have ideas you know like really right now I'm just kind of going through the different options I have for how to be in Paris specifically for a period longer than three months because that's the max you can be in Europe without a visa. So right. I'm looking into courses. Um, I'm looking into grad school, looking into different kinds of visas that I could get. Yeah, it's kind of where my head is at. Yeah. While, of course, also pursuing all the other creative things that I already do. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Keep uh, amidst the storm, just keep keep at it keep at it exactly isn't it cool like when you actually realize something about yourself like I I feel like it's been kind of recently in my life where it's like okay getting little hints of like this is something that's important to me and a recent realization was like I you know I I love things like I care about my things and clothes and books and stuff but like if you were to take everything I mean this is my studio and it's pretty much everything I have if you were just a wipe the slate clean like i'd be pretty happy to go somewhere else and just be completely brand new and because i know that wherever i go wherever we go this stuff happens around you because of the type of person you are and because of the things that you genuinely love i feel like if i 
I'm starting to realize what I love more and more. And like the things in life don't really matter. And that's just a kind of a comforting perspective of, to have of like, I, you know, anything could, anything could happen and you'll be okay. That's and like so it. nice. Like it's almost um, like liberating of a feeling, For sure. you know? Um, yeah. I mean, right now my, you know, before in LA, before I got here, I was living in a four bedroom house with three roommates giant backyard a garage that we turn into like a you know band jam space which is the thing that I thought I wanted my all my 20s I wanted to live with all my friends and have a garage where we can like throw shows um and I thought I wanted all the space so that I can have all the friends over but you know right now I'm living in a nine square meter studio which is a hundred square feet which is like the size of two walk-in closets and I don't feel sad and I don't feel lonely and I don't have a lot of stuff and it's totally fine, which is just like kind of going against the narrative that I've been telling myself this whole time. Cause like the past five, six years, I've been saying, I need a house in LA. I need right. a backyard in LA. Do I like, it's okay if I don't. For sure. It's so interesting when you, get what you think you want. And then you realize that that's not even it. And I also, Vinny, I love that idea of wherever we end up in the world, you could take away everything and we can recreate a similar space. I know mm-hmm. wherever, wherever you end up, yeah. the best American essays of the century, I'm looking at it right here on the desk. That's going to be there. That's the only thing I take with me everywhere I go. It's, it's not this big, just essays. And <laughs> Shab, you mentioned something earlier that was essentially your... 10 years later, you're still wanting the same things as you wanted when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And I love the reframe that came up earlier of that's, that's not a bad thing. That's not stagnation or that you're stuck. It's that it's still what you want and it's still your soul calling to you. And I think that's, that's helpful for me is if just, if something keeps showing up over and over again across time, it mm-hmm. means that that is the answer. And that's what you need to listen to. Totally. Even like worth at least just following it for a little bit like who knows like nothing is permanent even now I'm saying you know like who knows maybe I'll come here for a year like a one-year program to Paris and then decide never mind who knows but Mm -hmm. it's worth it enough to at least start walking in that direction and and seeing what happens or else you're just gonna keep thinking about it and that sucks (laughs) yeah that's that's the worst I think I got, I think I got rattle off a Mark Twain quote after that 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe Harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Yes. <laughs> <Mark Twain>. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man, we could keep going. It's about it. About an hour. It doesn't really matter anyway, but this has been awesome getting to talk to you and exploring. And I mean, we've had people on the show who have, who've been through, um, you know, great challenges and ex- incredible journeys, but it's awesome to talk to somebody who's in the thick of it, just like we are. And it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. Honestly, the unknown is a beautiful place to be. It's so. pretty exciting. I've like, I think before there's like obviously phases um, of being in the unknown, but I'm, in the phase where I'm excited. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I got past the point of freak out. So, <laughs> yeah. There we go. 
That's perfect. Yeah. And there's one more nugget of wisdom yeah. that you shared that I want to re-highlight and share with our listeners. So you talked about for the first time in a while, you're thinking about living or sorry, you've stopped thinking about living and now you're just living. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. And I think it's applicable to everyone. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about how you're going to live and trying to make all these yeah. plans, what would happen if you just started living now? Totally. If you're not, uh, there's also another quote I, like, I'll throw in here. If Please. you're not trying, you're not doing. Mm-hmm. I think that sums up your, your endeavors. Like, no, wait, no, not, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> if you are trying, you're not doing. <laughs> mm, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> yeah, well, you get what I'm saying here, but I like yeah. that too. That's a good rendition. Well, <laughs> Should we just make up a bunch of quotes? <laughs> yeah. Throw the bow lines in the sail and set sail again. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start quoting myself here pretty soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Shab, for coming on the show. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. Amazing. Yeah, I'm just so impressed, and this has been so fun. It's cool that we literally met when I pressed record, and hell yeah, like, no, I, I love feel it. Like we've I been, think it's yeah, it's I feel the like best we've been old way. friends. Yeah, Seriously. it's the best way to <laughs> best way to you know get to know someone is before you hit record <laughs> or no after you hit record. Exactly, in any scenario. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see how your journey unfolds. Um, right back at you guys. Yeah, we're on Medium and Instagram, and the whole thing, and any place where you know the audience can can find you, learn more about you, or just take part in the journey. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Instagram is great. Um, Instagram at Shabferdosi will link to all the things I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet. That's gonna do it, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. This was a fun episode and we love you. <laughs>